Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. Access to quality childcare is increasingly critical to Australian children, families and the economy. In the first research of its kind, the Mitchell Institute has examined access to childcare in over 50,000 neighbourhoods across the country. About 9 million Australians, that's 35% of the population, live in neighbourhoods we classify as a childcare desert. And you may not be surprised to hear that some of those deserts are up in, here in our region. One person who has been looking at this is the member for Euroa, Annabelle. Cleland. Good morning, Annabelle. Morning, Terry. I mean, you have personal experience as a young mother of some of these problems with access to childcare. Oh, we do. We've had the issue for a couple of years now, and I guess sometimes as a a mum and families who are just getting on with life and going to work, you don't realise how much of a struggle it is until you start talking to other mums and understand that it is, we are in desperate need for more childcare centres right throughout our region and, and it sounds like most of the state, our regional Victoria as well, but what I've just delved into is mainly throughout our electorate, you know, with the towns that have no childcare and those that do have childcare at a rate of 0.3% per child um, places for children in that town. So it is, it is really, really um, a bit of a crisis point at the moment when you look at the cost of living pressures and most households are dependent on two incomes or single parents that are you know really required to work and make make ends meet so it is um it's not a light report when you think about the ramifications on a household's income when people can't work and this is one of the major hurdles yeah obviously you you mentioned cost of living pressures there but we are constantly hearing about an employee shortage in so many different industries and if there are about these kinds of barriers to parents working oh absolutely and i've heard really really alarming cases and i've got a an armful of personal stories to highlight and bring this report to life because I think sometimes we get lost in the data and not understanding what that means to homes and families, relationships. You know, this has got huge pressure when you can't have your children in care and to bring two incomes in or when you want to work, even the the hope that you can return to work. And, and I might focus on women in particular because that's kind of my experience, obviously, when you want to go back to work. And this having one of the major hurdles, it mentally is a huge break on your... Um, you know, your confidence to, to return to the workplace as well. And so it, it is what comes first, the chicken or the egg. We've got a labour crisis at the same time as a cost of living crisis. And here we have only 0.3% of childcare places for the number of children that are required. So there is a pretty easy fix, I think, staring at us glaringly about how we can potentially resolve a few of these issues. You've specifically looked, or you've specifically mentioned Benalla and Seymour as being in a bad situation. Uh, they've got a, a map, the Mitchell Institute, that you can, you know, run your cursor over. And I've done that for sort of the Shepparton area and surrounds, and it's very similar. I mean, someone who's um, a bit older than you and is past that sort of childcare stage, when we drive around town, we can see, you know, many di- different childcare centres, some new ones even popping up. So we can be sort of um, misled, maybe, into thinking that, oh, there's plenty of childcare around? I think what we also have to put add, add to the pressure is that most of our this region has experienced 10 to 15% growth since COVID of people moving out to our region. So we already had childcare pressures, 
in just meeting the current population. And you add that with a lot of young families met that population growth. So it really is um, in every corner of the electorate of the region is experiencing this. In Kilmore, Broadford is adding to that high, high population growth but inadequate childcare options. And we've got towns like Murchison, Rushworth, Tuberac, Reedsdale and Avenal that have no childcare whatsoever. I, ha- I spoke to a woman in Nagambi as well and they're struggling with the adequate places. Licensing is another challenge. Like often each childcare centre that often offers childcare and kinder has to navigate three tiers of government. Council might, sometimes owns the building, state government, um, operates a childcare and kinder from federal government licences. So there, it is a headache and it's taken a little bit to wrap my head around how we can really address this so it's, you know, full... So it, it's really addressed for a long term. That the next 20 years we're not going to be constantly begging for childcare places. Um, we, myself, my family, my two-year-old has been on a childcare wait list for over a year and she's fortunate she's got two days out of the requested five and we're just really, you know, taking what we can get. And so often many families are driving between towns, driving to Broadford to um, drop children off to then drive to Euroa to drop kindergarten off to then work in Seymour. It is, this is the reality of scrambling so when you start to delve into the data, you can really see what sort of pressure families are under. Oh, look, that just brings back memories of probably about 20 years ago when my eldest was in this situation. And I was in Sydney, so in theory, um, I had better access, but it was still terrible. And I used to drive from way up northern, northern Sydney to sort of far northern Sydney to sort of inner northern Sydney. And then I would double back to go to work, which was in the middle. And when you think about um, not having childcare nearby, how much more pressure that puts on every family in terms of time in terms of petrol it's just look at say Shepparton in in the middle of Shepparton there's obviously a little bit more access but then you're getting out you can't always expect or you know people to be able to travel they might be working nearby and then they have to travel into town for childcare it's not really practical or sensible it's and I think that what we also have to acknowledge is that we're all under a lot of pressure and, and mentally it does add such weight to your relationship if if you are having two incomes in a you know who who does what who do who gets to drive and um do be the taxi for childcare like it makes it such another barrier to want to return to work when you're coming down to you know dollars and cents is it worth it so we've got a family i've spoken to in the gambi who ended up having a place in yay and was driving and it was an extra tank of fuel a week and she said in the end I don't know if my job was worth it when you're paying someone else to care for your child, but at the same time, all of these extra financial pressures to actually be able to get that position, um, including the emotional and the physical pressure of, of driving such great distances and children at that age having to drive three hours, an hour and a half round trip. We know how difficult young kids can be in the car at times when they're tired and hungry and no, it doesn't sound like fun. I guess as a mum, I do have real worry around what's the alternative? So you've got people, and and I know first-hand examples around what is the alternative is you you start to pay for childcare or, you know, people that might not necessarily be qualified, um, uh, sorry, not childcare, sorry, um, babysitting styles of you'll pay people to look after your children temporarily. Is the the venue or the place suitable? Are they suitable? What's their experience? And I really discourage people to 
um, go down a path of, of trying to employ someone that might not be qualified. But I know it's happening. I've heard stories because there isn't an alternative. And so we really have a responsibility to address this head on and Terry hopefully we should have had the conversation when you were driving all around um, New South Wales to get well it certainly it certainly was you know uh, well this is the point isn't it we have been talking about this for decades Mm. it's not a new problem and it's not an easy fix because of course you need the childcare workers as well don't you yeah and it is complex I'm certainly not raising it thinking here's a quick fix Um, but I know like a centre in town they they have, you know, three to five distressing calls a week saying, but what, we, what do we do? That's all well and good. You don't have places, but we don't have places anywhere. Put your child on a, on a wait list for a year. Well, probably the need is going to, going to be yeah. completely different at the end of that year. So you're saying it's not an easy fix. Of course it's not. But what, what can you do? The government has committed to a centre in Seymour, which is brilliant. And I, I can't stress how welcome that is and how needed um, I've been meeting with Grapsa, which is our, one of the major childcare providers throughout this region, and they've been so kind and patient in making sure I understand the complexities of some of the solutions. I think where I can come in is really advocate and push and fight for more centres because we know we can fill them within a couple of years, if not immediately. So that's identifying the likes of um, Avenal, which needs a centre. There's several qualified people that are working in um, vets, for instance, that are really wanting to live and work there long-term or forever and and set it up as a um, permanent house, but they can't because they've got young children or they intend to have children. So it is a deterrent on getting that skilled workers to our region as well without it being the whole family supported. Um, So, yeah, there's a few towns that I'm, I'm working with providers to see how I can really fight for whether it's infrastructure funding or even trying to navigate the different tiers of government together with with roundtables and catching up. So um, there's a lot going on in the background. I just, it's amazing. Seymour's terrific news. I think getting a timeline and understanding when that's going to get off the ground is is one of my priorities. And then seeing Avenal, Nagambi, Benalla, for instance, and Murchison, how we can address families there that are in really desperate situations. Thanks for your time, Annabelle, and good luck with that. It's not an, as as we've said, it's not an easy fix, but uh, even just creating awareness, keeping it on the agenda is is part of the job, I think. Absolutely. Thanks for your time, Terry. Thanks for your time. That was Annabelle Cleland. She is the member for Euroa. You're on 1FM Live and Local. Pat and Tina's BP service station North Shepparton has been serving people living in and visiting our region for now more than 50 years. There's no other place you can still experience driveway service delivered with a smile the old-fashioned way. Supplier of BP Ultimate Fuels, they will wash your windows, check under your bonnet and even do your tyres while you wait. Next time you're filling up, do it at Pat and Tina's BP service station. GV Highway North Shepparton. One of them sponsor. At Outback Real Estate, we understand that to get the right deal, you need to have the right people surrounding you. We know you need the right advice and the right information, so we make the effort to ensure that both the vendors and buyers enjoy their real estate journey by providing a tailored service that's just right for you. Specialising in properties for agriculture and business, we provide services to commercial and residential developers. Visit our new website at outbackproperties.com.au. Outback Properties, where understanding real estate is our business. Station sponsor. Looking for a new career or know somebody locally who is? 
Flavorite is Australia's largest glasshouse grower of fresh fruit and vegetables that operates right here in the Goulburn Valley. Flavorite offers permanent, part-time and casual roles in various departments across the business, such as crop care, picking, packing and more. Hourly paid roles with attractive and achievable bonuses. No experience necessary with on-the-job training provided. Flavorite prides itself on providing a great team culture and supportive environment with unlimited opportunities to grow a career in agriculture. There are multiple positions available right now, so to find out more, visit flavorite.com.au or call us on 0356231693. Station sponsor. South Coast Lime supplies quality agricultural lime direct to the Goulburn Valley. South Coast Lime is highly reactive with a 92% neutralising value, 35.5% calcium, plus high levels of trace elements. South Coast Lime will balance your soil's pH, improving the uptake of major plant nutrients, including nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. South Coast Lime offer bulk freight and delivery direct to your property anywhere in the Goulburn Murray region. For quality lime, call Pete and Paul at South Coast Lime on 0488 663 286. That's 0488 663 286 or find them on Facebook. 1FM sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.